I know Burrow's scary and he's getting healthy and he's hot and the you know Jamar Chase and T Higgins and they can cook on offense. Yeah, no, that's totally totally fair. But the Bills are again, they're one of the best teams in offensive yards per play and the Bengals are one of the worst at defending opponents in yards per play. Those are just two analytic stats that I like that are easy to pull, Nick, and it doesn't take too much math. I don't have to plug that into a formula. I can just type that in and say, what's the number? Okay, give it to me. Okay, well, the Bengals give up 5.9 yards per play, and the Bills are third in football in offensive yards per play. It's just a good matchup. I just think the Bills are going to be able to move the ball. When they can move the ball and the offense is going, again, that that means good things for the Bills. So I... You know, I've I got friends that are diehard Bills fans. My brother-in-law, diehard Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried. Everybody thinks their Bills are going to get wrecked in this game, right? Nobody's feeling confident. <laughs> For some reason, I'm feeling confident. Hey there, everyone, and welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my good friend, Nick Woten. This is the Bills Wire podcast. We are powered by the USA Today Network. And we say this every week, but we're available wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're finding us for the first time, subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, Tell a family member, tell your dog. We don't, we're just trying to spread the word and that's how you can support us. And we appreciate it. Uh, Nick, how you doing this week? Ryan, we're doing well. We're doing well. Uh, we're doing better than our software here, but, um, yeah, you know, you only can go up from, uh, you know, the hard work that you put into, to get this podcast going. Everyone out there needs to know and appreciate that Ryan made it happen this week. Since we had some technical difficulties. No, no, it's fun. Nick, when you're recording an Adobe edition decides it just wants to crash. Uh, without warning and you can't save anything that that's nice and then all your backup plans go to hell too so yeah it's been that kind of day thanks for bringing thanks for reminding me about that of course yeah I, I, in the best possible way you know um you know you did a did great work um to, to really make us uh make this happen this week you know so you guys better all appreciate ryan yeah great work is in texting nick a million times being like hey man gonna need five more minutes make that 10 more minutes make that 20 <laughs> so, so that's pretty much what it is but we're gonna get the the uh, the show in no matter what that's what we do uh, and let's talk trade deadline, Nick. The Bills obviously bolstering their secondary, uh, maybe better than bolstering their secondary. If you listen to Brandon Bean, sounds like Brandon Bean's been trying to find a corner for the Bills ever since Trey White went down with that season-ending Achilles injury. He thinks he's found his guy in Razul Douglas. The Bills don't only get him, but they get a fifth-round pick as well back from the Packers for a third-rounder. I kind of like that value. I'll tell you why here in a minute. But, Nick, let me get your opening take on this trade. Razul Douglas in. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think something that the Bills needed, um, I think as the morning went on, we can appreciate now how much more fun the NFL trade deadline is. It feels like not that long ago, it'd be like, you know, okay, the NFL trade deadline's here, nothing's going to happen, but it seems like everything happens now. A lot of deals that go on, uh, which is cool. Um, I think when the league moved up the trade deadline a couple of years back, that definitely helped. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, new to Rasul Douglas, I uh, don't really know him uh, very well, but he's got a cool story. Um you know, he went from basically, I kind of want to say similar to Josh Allen, had no uh, no offers really out of college. He was, you know, uh, living meal to meal, went to school in at Nassau Community College in Long Island, and now he's on the Buffalo Bills. So um, apparently, uh, word is he is, uh, and you know, n- not a surprising take at all. Uh, he's a great zone corner, and the Bills love to run his own defense under Sean McDermott. That's what they're known best for doing. So, yeah, it seems like it's a good fit, and uh, you hear just a ton about how much of a leader this guy is. Um, uh, and and truthfully, I, I, I don't see one Packers fan that's, like, happy that he's gone. Like, they wanted him, not the third-round pick. That's uh, the Bills, uh, Bills sent. And speaking of third-round pick, the Bills uh, get a compensatory uh, selection 
from the Bears uh, after, not from the Bears, because of the Bears, because they signed uh, Tremaine Edmonds. So the Bills will still have a third-round pick. They just got rid of one of them um, for, you know, uh, a guy to kind of maybe hopefully bring the bridge the gap to a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, it's it's hard not to be excited about this move. And, and yeah, that's true. I, I know some Packers fans, too. No one, Nobody's happy about this Razul Douglas deal. And never. I, I think maybe Packers fans, it stings even more, Nick, that what they got back to get a third round pick back, but they had to give away Razul Douglas and a fifth. And when you, if it just feels like really good value for the bills, getting that fifth round pick thrown in there, because you know, it's, yeah. it, it's not only one of the, he's one of the Packers best overall players, not just on defense because they're so young on offense with Jordan love, all their receivers, right? They're just a young team on. So Razul Douglas is one of their best players, one of their leaders overall and that fifth round, mm-hmm. but the Packers also stink. So that fifth round pick will, could be, high in the fifth round. So it could be a pretty decent pick for the Bills. Never mind their third round pick could be in the back half of the third round before all those comp picks come in. So like yep. when you factor in the fifth round pick they're getting that it's a high fifth rounder, it, it makes you really like the the value that Brandon Bean got here. And then that's not even mentioning the contract either. Now Douglas signed a three-year extension in March of 2022 and they've already restructured it. So for this year, he's super cheap. I think some money hits the books in 2024, but we could talk about that. But he's cheap this year, and you got a fifth-round pick kicked back to you. Kind of feels like great value. Yeah, I like the fifth-round pick, too. Uh, and the Bills actually probably um, do better selecting in the fifth round uh, than they do the third round. So, uh, <laughs> there you yeah, go. that's that's good. Um, you know, I, they did done okay. I mean, you got... Third round, what, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, I think was third round, Zach Moss, that didn't work out, but now he's doing well. Um, and, you know, fifth round, Matt Milano, pretty good pick. Often, also Nathan Peterman, though, so maybe I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nathan Peterman. Uh, I I still chuckle every time I see his face. Um, wherever he ends up, I, where is he, on the Bears? He was with the Bears, I think, this year. Pretty sure he's on the Bears. Yeah. I saw him talking to that uh D2 kid on Sunday night in the sideline. Oh, Tyson okay, that's what you're going to get help from. <laughs> Tyson Bajan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He can't even beat out this Tyson Bajan, the kid who's undrafted rookie who played Division Two ball. Nate Peterman is the is the third stringer. But anyway, this is not a Nate Peterman show. This is a, a Bill's trade deadline show. Um, it, you said it was much needed. I think you got to agree with that, Nick. I mean, they're just banged up in the secondary. They're banged up all over the defense. But Dane Jackson's got a foot. Cam Lewis has a shoulder. Christian Benford has a shoulder. I think Razul Douglas even ended up on the injury report with uh, quote unquote just got here. So that's not really an ailment. Yeah, he just got, got here. here. He just got yeah. here. So he was on the injury report. Uh, not really injured, but they're just banged up all over the place, right? Uh, and then that brings us to Kyir Elam, who is on the injury report now, did not practice with an ankle injury. I don't remember him injuring his ankle. So I, you got to wonder if this is the Buffalo flu and that. They're shutting him down. And maybe they're done with this former first-round pick, Kyir Elam. And this Razul Douglas deal kind of cements that. Uh, It's hard not to come up with those conspiracy theories with the way that kid's been playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's been tough for him. Um, You know, you don't want to wish anything bad on a a guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been given opportunities. And he just, you know, it it hasn't worked out. Um, And even when they were kind of hoping that he was he was doing well and he he had a couple, you know, good plays here and there in the postseason last year, close to the playoffs, but was not nearly enough. And you expect a lot more out of a first round pick. And um, yeah, you know, the Bills uh, swung and missed there. But thankfully, in the time that they've, you know, 
selected Kyrie Elam. They get the likes of Christian Benford and the same draft, I believe, in the sixth round, and then Dane Jackson, I think, the year before in the seventh, and then other picks that have hit, like Terrell Bernard in the in uh, speaking of third round picks um, in the third round there. So uh, the Bills have done good in the draft still overall, you, you got to say, but uh, that's not looking like a great one there. But um, hey, you know. It happens. It happens. But, uh, you know, these are the times when you kind of uh, kind of laugh. People, you know, complained a couple of years ago that they traded a first round pick for Stefan Diggs. I think they'd trade Kyrie Elam for Stefan Diggs at any point right uh-huh. now. Yep. So, uh, yeah. You know, you just never know with these picks. You never know. But uh, and, and I guess you never know in the future. But, yeah, all of a sudden ankle injury is a uh, pretty timely, huh? Pretty timely ankle injury for a guy who was inactive last week. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to raise an eyebrow there, but you never know. Uh, maybe he stubbed his toe. They're calling it a season-ending ankle injury, or maybe he actually hurt himself. I, I honestly, uh, I'm not sure, but it's just it's it's not hard to raise that eyebrow. Uh, but it was an interesting trade deadline across the league, right, Nick? A, a lot of defensive players moving, big name guys. You want to throw Razul Douglas's name in there with Leonard Williams and Montez Sweat and Chase Young and all these guys that that moved across the league. It's The Bills were right there with the 49ers and the Seahawks calling on defensive players. What about offensive players? Not a lot of offensive players move, not big name guys. I mean, unless you think Donovan Peoples-Jones, the receiver mm-hmm. from Cleveland, is a big name, right? But there was no big move like Derrick Henry or, you know, Devontae Adams with the Raiders who clearly is unhappy or, or anything like this. I mean, how dare you disrespect Josh Dobbs like that? Yeah, oh, Josh Dobbs did move, didn't he? <laughs> He did move, yeah. Josh Dobbs. I was, I was trying to think of his name as you were talking there. <laughs> That's how big of a name he is. Like, for, what the hell is that guy's name? <laughs> Josh Dobbs for a swap of sixth and seventh round picks, yeah. So that's what happened there. So I guess that was the biggest move on offense. Uh, but all that's to say the Bills didn't make a move on offense. They didn't They didn't go get a Jerry Judy. They didn't make a lower-scale move like the Donovan Peoples-Jones moves, right? Um, Jones move, right, Nick? So the Bills standing pat on offense – What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, uh, I think they're, they were okay. And I think that they, I, I would have been surprised because it would almost be a little bit of a knock on the idea of this 12 personnel. I know Dawson Knox is going to be out for a few weeks, but then if you go and you, you grab Jerry Judy, it's like, well, well, hang on here. You're going to go get a premier slot receiver when you're supposed to be running out two tight ends. What the hell's going on here? So, um, I wasn't all that surprised, you know, eventually, you know, we'll get to uh, Leonard Fournette, but he comes to the Bills. I think that that was probably the smarter move there uh, in terms of the Bills adding something because, um, you know, uh, they, they've needed something next to James Cook that they haven't really gotten for most of the year. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, not, I don't want to say it's not surprising, but, um, you know, um, it, it, it would have been a little bit more fun, you know, <laughs> of a trade deadline if you see these big guys on, big name guys on offense go, but it is what it is. It was still fun trade deadline day, and I wasn't all too shocked that the Bills didn't, didn't, you know, especially once. I was actually a little bit surprised that they did get Douglas because you, you didn't really know with the salary cap uh, what was going to happen with Leonard Fournette because technically he happened first. Um, but you know, um, it's uh, it's the salary cap is fake anyways in the NFL. <laughs> However, the hell they're going to make it happen if they want to trade for someone, they're going to do it. Hundred percent. Yes, that's that's definitely true. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard to rip the Bills for not making a move on offense when nobody really did. You know, I mean, except for exactly. a team as desperate yeah, as the point. Vikings. You know, um, there just nobody really made those big moves. Hard to rip the Bills. And maybe Brandon Bean's just looking at the analytics and saying, "Well, we, we do rank number three overall in the entire league in yards per play at five point nine per play. So maybe maybe we have enough, and they just need to play it better and coach it up better, Nick. Right? Maybe that's what Brandon Bean's thinking. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I just, you know, and, and they have been, you know, you don't want to, do you really want to live and die with the fact that Kai or Kai or uh, Khalil Shakur had, uh, had a good game uh, last week and the week before, maybe do you want to bank on him? I don't think you really can bank on him right, right, right away. Not quite yet, but you know, I, I just wasn't all that shocked. Um, cause, cause too, it feels felt kind of like the whole time the asking price always would be higher for the players on offense. So you know, it's a, it's a it's a splashier, flashier position. So maybe that came down to it too. Who knows? But yeah, again, not that surprised for the Bills. Um, not getting in on there. They should be good enough on offense. We'll see what Razul Douglas looks like on D. They do bring in Lenny Fournette, as you said. He's been on the uh, the shelf, uh, but he he's a bigger guy. He's more of a power back. Uh, the Buccaneers in the last couple of years of the Brady era there in Tampa Bay, Nick. We're using him and Rashad White. Rashad White, kind of the speed guy, catch the ball. Leonard Fournette is actually an underrated receiver as well. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think the question with Leonard Fournette is how much does he have in the tank? How, you know, how does he look? Is he in football shape? He's been sitting all year. I mean, we're halfway through the season already. You know, he has been knocked in the past, as you wrote on Bill's Wire, for, uh, you know, weight conditioning all that stuff so and i thought there was a pretty good quote in there where he's he said hey guys what do you want in the off season i'm eating and i have my kid and i gotta it's hard to keep up with all that or something like that i forget what he said exactly yeah but yeah he's yeah, a character yeah. for sure uh he's a veteran he just won a super bowl a couple years ago he should be able to bring a little something you would hope so what's your take on the leonard fournette signing with the bills yeah i like it i like it i think he can be a pretty pretty good immediate impact player um i don't know Maybe even cut into James Cook's touches a bit. Um, Latavius Murray kind of had a, a good game or two to start the year, but really fell off. I don't know if it has to do with age or what, but I saw one of the pro football focus guys said that he's been stopped or stuffed on short yardage plays more than any other player in the league. Maybe it's like third down or fourth down or something like that. So there was definitely a need there. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, how much does Fournette have left in the tank? I think he's got plenty. I mean, I think the thing with him is – you know, he gets the number of sheer touches that he got early in his career. It makes you think, you know, he's older. He still is technically 28. So he's not old up there, up there. So I think he's definitely got the rest of this year, especially if he's not going to be taking the full load. And uh, yeah, I really love the fact that he can catch the ball. He, that is, I think going to be huge on third down. I think you're going to see play action maybe to him uh, several times. Uh, of course, he's going to get plenty of, you know, goal line touches and blow, blown over people. But um yeah, I think um, I think uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. Of, do I want to go with playoff Lenny here, Lombardi Lenny, whatever? Um, very good nicknames. I like. We, we need I can't one. wait to start writing that too. Yeah, we're gonna need a new. Sorry. Yeah, we're gonna need a new. Uh, yeah. a new Lenny nickname here with the Bills. You know, I wrote Buffalo the Lenny. the here's the, the the tease for Bills Wire um, as we always toss in. You know, wrote the ten things to know about Leonard Fournette. The I think twelve things to know about Rasul Douglas. I was trying to think of. One of the 10 things to know was his couple nicknames, which we just dusted off. I was like, there is there is a Bills one in here somewhere, and I just cannot see it yet. Like It is, it will come out, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait for the Bills adjacent Leonard Fournette nickname to come out. It should be, be good. Great. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, he also did post a pretty funny, uh, I was watching it before we got on here, him and him and Shaq Lawson, uh, you know, buried the hatchet. <laughs> they got into a big fight in like 2018 or something uh, when the Bills and, and Jags play there. They were swinging off at each other at uh, Highmark Stadium, too. That wasn't like a pushing shove. Like, they got after it. Um, 
but yeah, he posted on his Instagram uh, story, Leonard Fratt. He's like, man, tell, tell the people we're good. <laughs> they were just like, we're good. But don't worry about it. Like it was, you know, six years ago, probably five years ago. But uh, yeah, so that was cool to see. That was funny to see. Got me laughing there. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, his versatility is that short yardage and pass catching. I, I love it. Yeah, Fournette walks into the locker room like the Undertaker, so starts fighting people as soon as he gets there. Like, yeah. like let's yeah. go, we got unresolved issues here. Yeah, no, that should be fun. Yeah. So, I'm excited to talk Bills Bengals. This feels like kind of a big game, Nick. I don't know if you might agree. Uh, another night yeah. spot, another night game spot for the Bills in Cincinnati. Uh, any any thoughts on any lingering thoughts on this Bills Bucks game that happened like a year ago? Uh, you know, it was kind of a wild one. Any yeah, lingering feels thoughts like before it's, we turn um, the page? Here? Yeah, it was a, such an interesting game, right? Because it felt like the whole way through the Bills were ahead by a lot. And uh, they weren't. <laughs> it came down to that last play, um, which, um, you know, it looked, you know, there's so many um, intri- intricate things that go on and, you know, even a Hail Mary play. But I mean, objectively, you know, unbiasedly, I think everyone can agree that the Chris Godwin was the closest guy to that was right and i also don't think i've ever seen a hail mary just fall to the end zone like hit nobody i don't think i've ever seen that to be honest yeah i think um, i would say sean mcdermott needs to they need to work on that play a little bit because it looked like all the bills kind of well first of all they were like quadruple teaming michael uh mike evans everybody was around mike evans they all collided into each other fell over and the ball just falls right next to chris godwin who didn't luckily didn't see it but that easily could have been caught they would have kicked the extra point one so that was yeah what a disaster yeah. that would have been yeah, yeah, that could have been a disaster, but uh, closer they let them hang around. But all in all, I think that that win definitely charges up this game coming up um, just that little bit more. You know, the Bengals are doing well, and I know we're going to get into them. Bengals are doing well. Bills are coming off a win. Now it's like, okay, this feels like if it would have been a big game anyways, but now it really feels like a big game. Yeah, it does. The Bengals are definitely playing good ball. Joe Burrow looks like he's healthy. The Bills have whatever issues we've been chronicling throughout the season everybody's been chronicling who cover the bills and talk about the bills so it, it feels like a tough spot for buffalo right going to cincinnati hmm, i don't know i kind of have a take here on this one excited to give it to you all here coming up next but first let's get some fantasy advice from the huddle.com i'm cory bonini of the huddle.com here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for week nine quarterback Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Coming off the bye, Prescott enjoyed the best game of his season, passing for 304 yards and four touchdowns. He threw just six TDs in the prior six games. He also lit up Philly last year for 347 yards and three touchdowns. And the Eagles just allowed Sam Howell to throw for nearly 400 yards and four scores of his own. There's plenty of potential versus a Philadelphia secondary that just hasn't been the same since Jonathan Gannon left to become Arizona's head coach. Running back Royce Freeman, Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay Packers. Freeman is on the upswing here, even with Daryl Henderson seeing the majority of reps over the last two games. Each has scored once on the ground in alternating contests, but Freeman has been much more efficient, and that could work in his favor to garner more touches this week. Green Bay has been trampled by running backs on the ground, and that's where Freeman could be a sly play in fantasy. However, he is a little bit of a risky play in any format. Roll with Royce only in the moment of desperation. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Tennessee Titans. Johnson caught five passes for 79 yards in his Week 7 return, and he followed it up with 85 yards on eight grabs last Sunday, both of which easily led the club. His touchdown drought has reached 21 games, but his high involvement since returning from IR gives him decent wide receiver three appeal. Tennessee has given up the fourth most PPR points per game to the position, and most of that is due to volume. 
Tight end Hunter Henry, New England Patriots versus Washington Commanders. Henry's wasteland of a season continues on. He has not topped 9.1 PPR points or scored since week two. And the former Charger has no more than three targets in any game in the last month of play. All of that could change since Washington has been abysmal versus the position. This matchup rates in the top eight for receptions and yardage per game, as well as ease of touchdowns in relation to catches allowed. If you need to cover a bye, the matchup is well worth the risk. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. All right, we're back. The Bengals, as we said earlier, are playing much better football. They come in at 4-3. and three. The Bills are 5-3, and three, thankfully, surviving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night. They come off this little mini bye week. They are underdogs at Cincinnati, returning to the place, of course, where uh, it's craziness, the most the most. Re- unbelievable game we've probably ever watched nick last year in cincinnati with the bar hamlin going down and the game getting canceled mm-hmm. and suspended just wild the bills are going back there in a night setting again what's kind of your leadoff thought on this one this has really become a big rivalry kind of a nemesis almost for the bills the bengals handled them in the playoffs last year so there's a lot of different storylines going around what interests you the most about the matchup so far yeah, I think it's just uh, kind of tease a little bit there. It seems like now we got two teams that are going a bit in the, the right direction, which is great. Um, and I mean, just certainly, I think for everyone, the, the most interesting facet here is just kind of like, okay, the Bengals started slow, now they're hot, and then it, now it's uh, uh, to a point where, okay, you've got another contender here. Are you for real? Are you this team that's turned it around, or are you not? And I guess the same can kind of be said for the Bills in a little bit more of a shorter term uh, situation. You know, we, we've had the Bills starting game slow, barely hanging on, um, which, you know, a little bit was still there last week. But it did feel like they're, uh, again, quite ahead, um, more more so than we thought um, by the end of the game. But, um, yeah, it just seems like it's two teams that are heading in the right direction. One of them is not going to be heading in the right direction by midnight on Sunday. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be quite the uh, I think it's going to be quite the fun game. Uh, it's really a, a, a lot of these games between the Bills and Bengals have been unless you're a Bills fan and you're thinking about that last playoff game, because that was not fun at all for the Bills. That was not fun. I think it was 14 nothing immediately. Uh, the Bills never yep. felt like they were in it. They lost it 27 to 10. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It just wasn't pretty. And, and now here's the rematch. And I think a lot of the national media, they're going to be picking the Bengals. Right. Uh, the the Bengals are hot right now. Joe Burrow's looking healthy. He's hot. He's eight touchdowns, two interceptions over the last three games. They just roasted the 49ers, roasted them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they got a lot going. Meanwhile, what's wrong with the Bills? Is the deep? Did the, does the defense have enough? Is Josh Allen even healthy? Is he banged up? Is his shoulder okay? Right. There's all these storylines circulating that would make you kind of lean towards Cincinnati. But I kind of like this spot. With the Bills, especially from a betting perspective, I'm getting points here. The Bills three point underdogs that opened, I think it's down to two in mo- on most books. Nick, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I think it's a two point spread pretty much across the board now. Some money going on the Bills at plus three, and I'm not surprised. I actually like the Bills in this spot. I know the Bengals have been a nemesis. There's no doubt about that. They enter this one. I think the Bengals are definitely playing better football. They're at home. All those boxes make you lean Cincy. But you know where Cincy's defense ranks, Nick, in opponent yards per play? Just do you have any idea where what's what's just guess where the Bengals rank in opponent yards per play? So this is their defense now. Mm, I don't know. Um, I just got I was the top five. 31st. Yeah, 31st. They're 31st worst. They well, give up. They give up 5.9 yeah. yards per play. 
and that's what I, I meant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I know yeah. what you meant. I know Sorry. what you meant. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> and they're tied for 20th in the league in opponent gross passing yards allowed per game. This is a long way of saying <laughs> I'm I'm good at doing a long way of saying anything, Nick. It's a long way of saying that their defense has not been great. And now Trey Hendrickson, game wrecking defensive end, is banged up. He's got something going on. I think lower body injury. He's he says he's going to play in this game, but he might not be his full dominant self. All signs to me point to the Bills being able to move the football against Cincinnati in this game could be a little bit of a shootout at times, but I think the bills, when the offense is rolling, doesn't the rest of the team kind of roll with it. You know what I mean? That kind of perks up the whole team. I don't know when Josh Allen and the offense are rolling, the Bills seem to roll. I have a feeling they're going to be able to move the ball against Cincinnati. And I think even though this could be a high scoring kind of shootout type of game, maybe I like the bills in that kind of, that kind of matchup. You know, I, I, I don't like him as much in a low scoring struggle type deal. I think that favors Cincy at home. If this is more of a shootout, which I think it, it could be, ooh, I kind of like the Bills, and I especially like the Bills getting points. So I I have to be completely transparent. I'm now one in seven on the season predicting Bills spread games. So I, I was going to say, I had no to bring this idea. up, but I finally yep. won one last week. You did. I said the Bills were going to cover. They should have, but instead they give up the, the most ridiculous drive in NFL history, the 17 play, 92-yard drive by the Buccaneers with all these penalties on fourth down and it's just that was an impossible drive and they somehow score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion to screw me over <laughs> like it's just i can't win i can't win predicting bills games but this is what I, I and i said last week i cannot get a read on this team this one i feel good about i i feel good about picking the bills in the points in cincinnati for some reason why why am i so confident nick talk some sense to me um i think for good reason too i mean the the, the area that I don't want to say excites me the most, but that I'm looking where the Bills I think have the edge is going to be in the um, in in the terms of the the trenches. I think the Bills defensive line is going to be much better than the um, than the Bengals, and they and they played well there last week um, against the 49ers. Um, but you know, PFF has them ranked as the 20th best offensive line in the league, which honestly might even be generous for the Bengals. Um, you know, I think Burrow's health obviously makes that a lot better, but um, you know, so does Von Miller's health. Getting getting yep. back up there makes the Bills' yep. uh, defensive line a lot better, and that's not to say that the Bills have you know this great offensive line themselves. I I've never really thought they have more than a, you know average one at best, but uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, the Bills have an advantage there in the trenches, and I think that that'll give them an advantage, um, you know, uh, throughout the game. Um, it, it, because what the Bills have done in the def- on their defensive line has been, I think, nothing short of almost like crazy this year. Like they, crazy in, in terms of they've tried so long to make this work and it finally has. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the Bills' advantage there, and and of course, you know, I don't think Russell Douglas and Leonard Fournette are gonna are gonna you know make a huge impact in the first game. But once Douglas gets out there, and if he can get out there and help out, and he can learn this scheme quickly i mean they're they're there they're going to be there for a couple days you know that'll i think that could go a long way um for helping the bills uh uh, take a win here um on the road and it's it's, it is really a testament to the bills too and this one you said the spread it's it's two two and a half whatever i mean that's basically a pick game you know i mean they give a couple points to the home team and that's what the Bengals are getting here so the uh even the bookies are looking at this going this is this is essentially a pick it is it is and i think what tips it to me is the cincinnati defense is not good they're just they're just not yeah. good uh, and uh, i know burrow's scary and he's getting healthy and he's hot and the you know jamar chase and 
T. Higgins, and they can cook on offense. Yeah, no, that's totally, totally fair. But the Bills are, again, they're one of the best teams in offensive yards per play, and the Bengals are one of the worst at defending opponents in yards per play. Those are just two analytics stats that I like that are easy to pull, Nick, and it doesn't take too much math. I don't have to plug that into a formula. I can just type that in and say, what's the number? Okay, give it to me. Okay, well, the Bengals give up 5.9 yards per play, and the Bills are third in football in offensive yards per play. It's just a good matchup. I just think the Bills are going to be able to move the ball. When they can move the ball and the offense is going, again, that that means good things for the Bills. So I, you know, I've, I got friends that are diehard Bills fans. My brother-in-law, diehard Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried. Everybody thinks their Bills are going to get wrecked in this game, right? Nobody's feeling confident. <laughs> for some reason, I'm feeling confident. I think the Bills are going to go in there. I think even playing on the road is, is going to help them. I, I don't want to overrate the DeMar Hamlin stuff. I mean, it's a great story. I'm glad DeMar Hamlin is healthy again. He might get a chance to play in this game back in that site, night game setting, that whole thing. Good. It's fine. I like that. I don't think that really has any bearing on the game, Nick. Maybe you can weigh in on that. I don't think that's going to really factor in at all. I just think the matchup, while it seems kind of scary on paper, and the Bengals have kind of had the Bills number a little bit, especially in that playoff game last year, I don't know, when you look, really dig into the matchup, Trey Hendrickson being banged up, that defense not being very good, I, I like the Bills. Like, Give me the Bills in kind of a high, higher scoring game. That's kind of what I'm picturing here, and I like it. So I can't, I can't one of these days I got to get a pick right, Nick, and this is the week. This I'm, Again, one and seven. The only game I got right was the Commanders game. So it's, it's now or never. Um, I might have to retire from this part of the segment for the rest of the season if I get this one wrong, but I've, I, I I like it. I like it. But real quick, what do you think about the Demar Hamlin side topic to this game? Yeah, think I think that, that that's yeah. that's definitely going to be you know on, weighing on the team's mind quite a bit. I don't you know I don't foresee the Bills you know just making him active to put him on the field now just for the hell of it. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if they do that uh, or whatnot. But yeah, I think it's definitely emotions are going to be running high, probably for both teams too. I can see the Bengals maybe doing something pregame for them or, or or whatnot, whether he's in the game or not. But um, yeah, I think I'm 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 thinking. You know, the Bills. You're you're convincing me once again to make the wrong pick. But the Bills I'm sound so good. good at that. I'm but so good. At I will that. go with the under though. I'll go. I'll go with the under. I think it's going to be. I think we're going to see some good play from you know between the Bills defensive line which i mentioned and um you know the the, the bills offense is still you know they, they they should have scored 30 last week i get i get that but um but they didn't so <laughs> i'm gonna go with the under uh for me because i think it's at 49 or 49 and a half right now um or was at least um so yeah i'll i'll, I'll make it interesting for us so we have something to look forward to next week i'll go with the under but i will i will ride with the bills as well yeah, I think the uh, I think the total is climbing a little bit. I think it opened around forty eight and a half. It's now climbing forty nine and a half. It might go. I I think, like I said, I think it's kind of. I think both teams will move the ball a little bit, score some points. So I'm gonna I'm gonna differ with you there, Nick. I'm gonna predict a higher scoring game, but I just think that helps my take more. I think if the Bills in a higher scoring game, it's that's a better that's a better situation for them. I just think that's just where my gut is. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, one in seven. So what the hell do I know? I, I shouldn't even be allowed to pick anymore. The fact that you and the great people at sports media group with USA Today are still letting me do that is, uh, is beyond me. Maybe no one's really listening to the pod this long. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I haven't had any comments yet complaining. Who's this guy picking? They're going to turn you into the fade well, God. You're going to well, end up on TikTok and they're going to start playing you. Uh, making your calls and just fading you well i I mean you should first of all i think one of the problems (laughs) is i tend to pick the bills a lot and they i think they've 
they're zero and four in their last four games against the spread or something. I forget what what the actual number is. I have it in here somewhere, but yeah, they haven't been great against the spread in recent games. So it's time for those trends to uh, reverse. I'm going Bills. I'm taking those points. I think they can win this game outright, but I'm feeling even better from a betting perspective with the with the two points. So. Give me Buffalo in the points. I always like the Bills when they're getting points. I think the Bengals, maybe we're overrating them just a tad. But looking forward to this game. Nick, any other thoughts on the matchup? Anything going up? Anything you're working on for Bills Wire for this big game? What do you think? Let's. I'll give you the final word. Uh, just like I teased before, uh, Ryan, you know, tons of, if you're looking to learn more about these new uh, new Bills players and, um, you know, plenty going on, uh, you know, we'll have the injury report where Rasul Douglas wasn't practicing because he just got there. Um, going to post that up, going to, you know, get Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson hugging it out, um, you know, all that good stuff. And of course, you know, things to know and everyone wants to know the new guys. And uh, we got more than you could ever, um, ever imagine, because I know a lot of sites will do, you know, get to know Leonard Fournette or whatever. But I like to go a little bit more personal with it. And, you know, I'll, I'll scour their social media pages and like, you know, this guy likes to fish. I don't know. So he doesn't like to fish. I don't know. I guess made something <laughs> up there. But, you know, I scoured through the pages and find very unique things uh, about about uh, these guys. So, uh, yeah, Russell Douglas, uh, especially with his uh, beginnings and in football uh we're very interesting so yeah check that out at uh at bills wire and of course wall-to-wall coverage of uh you know bills Bengals, and uh you know us being wrong about a pick probably so yes yeah, yeah. well one of us has to be right right uh, or we both yeah the, we both and the on points the one of us will get it right yeah the points but we're both on the bills uh yeah it's razul douglas and lenny uh fournette um do you guys like blue cheese or ranch with your wings? That's pretty much the question. And if you answer that one wrong, you're you're going to be uh, you know basically run out of town. You're going to be kicked out of Buffalo pretty quickly. So let's, I wonder what the answer to that question is going to be. We'll have to find out and see if we can figure that one out. No, I'm sure someone will ask it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and we all know what the answer to that question is. I don't even have to say it. So anyway, so for Nick Wotan, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Yeah, as Nick said, wall-to-wall coverage on this ball game. Up until kickoff and beyond, especially right after the game. Bills Wire is the place to be. And uh, we will be here next time to break down Bills Bengals. Looking forward to it. Catch you then. Yeah.